You're listening to the OKC82 Podcast with Brady Trantham and Madison Morris. The best place for OKC Thunder basketball. A part of 1077 The Franchise Podcast Network. Hello. Hello. Yay. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the OKC82 Podcast. I am Madison Morris, and with me is Brady Trantham. Of 107.7 The Franchise, 107.9 in Tulsa. I don't know what we are in Idabel. I had to imagine that they still listen to us, though. I hope they still do. Do you know where Idabel is? Uh, it's way up there. It's nope. up there, right? It's uh, southeast. Oh, it is? It's the southeast, most southeast corner. Oh, town. shoot. I don't know Oklahoma geography at all. It's okay. Where is Ada? Ada is also kind of southeast, but not apparently not as southeast as Idabel. It's, um, it's damn near Arkansas. It's... <laughs> Um, I don't really know where Ada is. It's kind of like just there, but it's surrounded by nothing relevant. Well, no except, to Ada. except for Ada. I mean, Ada's relevant. It's the hometown of me, uh, you, your sister, your parents. Yep. Um, Dan Cody, I believe, is from Ada, right? He is. Dan Cody. Right. So that means Jeremy, is Jeremy Shockey from Ada? He, yes. Oh, man. Wait, I think so. Jeremy Shockey played for the Miami Hurricanes, and then he played for the Giants in the NFL. Right. Yeah, because my dad always likes to tell people that he played against Jeremy Shockey in high school. Oh, really? How old's your dad? He is 53. Jeremy Shockey is not in his 50s. Oh, then he, I don't know. He is not. Please, please. Don't I don't be- know. No, no, Wait, no, no. I'm, I feel like I'm getting people mixed up. No, please don't be in your 50s. Uh, Jeremy Shockey played like, he played at Miami like in 2000, 2001. Like when I was. Wait, who was the other? There's like another like. Really famous football player from Oklahoma. He played for the Cowboys, I'm and now he's on the broadcast. Novacek? No. Um, football. I'm going to do the bad podcast thing. I'm going to look. I'm going to type on the show. Please football. do, because I really I need to prove myself right here. Football players from Ada. Oh. I don't think it's. No, it's not Jeremy Shockey. Um, Jeremy Shockey. Uh, Lanisha Coffee, Caulfield, Brian Odom. Is it Brian? O- Brandon Daniels? Bo no, Overton. no, 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 no. I don't know. Oh. Never mind. My dad, he played against someone who went to the NFL in high school and he was from Oklahoma. He might, he may not have been from Ada because I don't think my dad's high school played Wait, Ada. Isn't your dad from Ardmore? No, he's from no, no, you're from You're from Ardmore. I was born in Ardmore. Yeah. Ugh. G- Jermaine Gresham's from Ardmore. Also, I believe Justin Blackman. Oh, I don't know. Sure. Wait, yes. Yes, he is. He went to... No, I think he did go to Ardmore, not Plainview. Yeah, I think... Whatever. Yeah. Well, I'm sure OKC82 listeners don't give a crap about high school sports. talking a lot about high school football. In Oklahoma, what they care about is the Thunder came back from a franchise-tying 26-point deficit at one point in the first half to the Chicago Bulls of all teams. Madison, you weren't able to go because you, you actually had a fun little weekend... I did. Um, I was unaware that there was a New Mexico, but you know you learn <laughs> something new every day. That's true. Um, you were down in New Mexico skiing your little uh, tail off, and then uh, you came back. You had to go work slinging jewelry at Kendra Scott, so you were busy. You missed. I thought you were m- not missing much. The Thunder turned the ball over 19 times in the first half. It was so That's bad. Gross. I think they turned the ball over four times in the first two minutes. It, it was so bad. Chicago was getting out in the uh, open floor. It just looked like a bad night. I mean, the Thunder, they were gone for 10 days. Mm-hmm. Um, they they split their four-game road trip. They win the first two. They lose their second two. They looked like a tired team. They looked like a tired team to start this game off. And at halftime, I just thought there's 
there's really no hope for this team because they're yeah. doing nothing right. Nobody's hitting shots. Nobody's being aggressive. Shea Gildas Alexander, and this didn't really matter, had one field goal attempt entering the five-minute mark of the fourth quarter. But when you see that at halftime and you see Danilo Gallinari, he's scoring, but it's not that imp- it's not impressive. Dennis Schroeder is scoring, but it's also not impressive. When you see all that, it's just like this isn't the Thunder's night. And then Chris Paul turned it the F on. Yeah. And that's when you were able to kind of catch it. So I'm mm-hmm. going to let you take the floor from here. Yeah. So, I mean, Brady pretty much nailed it on the head. Like, I did not get to catch any of the first quarter. I got to catch very slim of the second quarter. And it's kind of sounding like I did not miss much at all. Um, that's obviously, all you have to know is 19 turnovers and, sh- and Zach Levine was like scoring yeah. at will. So I, when I caught up to the game, Okay, these are the Chicago Bulls. So, obviously, they don't make a lot of noise in the NBA. However, tonight they did because they looked pretty damn good against the Thunder in the first half. And so, I get caught up, and the Thunder are down, like, I think the when I first tuned in, the Thunder were down 24 at this point. And I'm just like, what? This is not the same Thunder team that went on the road and at least went 2-2 two and two in their, this past uh, road game stretch they went on. So... I I don't even know. I thought that it was kind of a weird start for them. Obviously, very slow. Nothing worth seeing. And then the third quarter happened, and this is such a turnaround of what it has been this entire season because, I mean, like Brady said, I thought it was such a good third quarter. What was it? They pulled it within eight going into the fourth quarter, and that was big for them. And I, I don't know. I had this, like, little feeling of hope that they could possibly pull out a win, but at the same time, I figured – and this Thunder team, like, they're going to give these Thunder fans a lot of hope, but then they're just going to kind of crash and burn. I yeah, don't think just... they crashed and burn at all. Like, I don't or I don't think they do crash and burn. However, I think they either make little bitty mistakes going towards the end of the game that cost them the game, or they can yeah. pull it out. And tonight, they were able to pull it out, and it was really good. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of been the theme of this season uh, more times than not. They're able to get themselves in positions to win a lot of these games. And then you look back at the end of it after they've lost, you know, a game that they could have easily won. And then you go back and you look through the first, second, third quarters, and you see all these tiny little mistakes that seemed ins- insignificant at the time, but they add up and add up. And then the the hidden points, when they lose by a possession and they, they had like seven or eight hidden points scattered throughout the game, it makes it frustrating for the fans out there that want to see their team win ball games. And yeah. According to uh, all the trade gurus and all the you know the NBA in the know people, mm-hmm. this is this could be the team that the Thunder roll with the entire season. But that's a, another conversation for another day. So uh, wins are, I guess, in the short term, they actually are important because the Thunder are kind of in the thick of the playoff race. But yeah. tonight, um, yeah, I mean, I kind of had the same thoughts too because in the third quarter the beginning of the third quarter. And mind you, it is the third quarter, so I had no hope that the Thunder could do anything in no, this game. Sure. It's like, here comes the waterworks. Yeah. Like, Chicago's <laughs> just going to make it rain on them now. Um, but they would get it down to about 14. They get it down to about 18 or 14. And the crowd would start to come to life, and you're thinking, okay, if they just get a stop or two and they hit some shots, and they can maybe get it to within 11 or 10, maybe they can turn it on. Maybe Chicago will start choking because they're not a good team. Right. They'd get it down to 18 or 14, and then Chicago would make two straight buckets. Zach Levine would hit a tough fadeaway mid-range jumper. Uh, nobody could stop him. I think he finished with like 30, what, 38 points? Yeah, it was – it has to refresh. Zach Levine finished with 39 39 points, points yeah. Um, he was hitting everything, especially up until about the fourth quarter when it actually mattered. But 
it, it just looked like, yeah, they just don't have enough in the tank for that big, long, sustained run to actually get him back into this game. That is, of course, except for Chris Paul, who entered the fourth quarter with 11 points, um, I believe, on four of 10 shooting. What did he f- end up with? Because I know you got the box score right. Yeah, Chris Paul ended up with 30 points on nine of 12 shooting. He was six of eight from the three point line. And uh, he got a double-double because he recorded 10 rebounds, too. What do you know? What a guy. Chris Paul was unconscious in the fourth quarter. He was just casually dribbling the ball up the floor. Chicago didn't want to double or trap him in any way, and we'll get to that in a second. And when he had just one half-assed defender on him at the top of the key, he'd just launch, and everything was falling. Mm -hmm. I believe he broke a Thunder franchise record for uh, the most made threes in a court in the fourth in the quarter, fourth quarter, yeah, uh, five made threes. I believe he was five of six, and his only miss came um, as a desperation heave at the end of a shot clock. And the Thunder eventually got the offensive rebound, so it didn't really matter that much. But Chris Paul was just incredible. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, Madison, we've seen in our short years, short amount of time that we've covered the Thunder, we've seen some pretty incredible individual performances. Uh, Paul George, Russell Westbrook, mm-hmm. uh, maybe even Dennis Schroeder. <laughs> Yeah. Throw him in there. Maybe even Carmelo Anthony. I, th- I know he had a 30 point game once. Big in, fan. In a Thunder uniform. But this was, this ranks up there because I mean, the Thunder had 19 turnovers at half. They finished with 26. 26, yeah. The, the Bulls had 38 points off of Thunder turnovers. <laughs> you don't win those games unless you have a guy just go absolutely the hell off. And yeah. that's what Chris Paul did. You know what's funny is that in previous podcasts, we've talked about how the Thunder. The Thunder do not have that guy yet. Yeah, that, a guy that now, can match the opponent yeah. when they're hot. And now I feel like this is kind of the first game where Thunder fans have been able to see one guy really step up and just go absolutely insane. And Chris Paul did that. And it's kind of funny because I'm a, kind of patting myself on the hand right now because I was so like no, down on Chris don't, Paul. Don't lie to the listeners. You didn't pat anything. I patted my hand okay, a little bit. Go. There okay. we go. I was so down on Chris Paul when he first got traded to Oklahoma City because I really just thought he was a walking injury, and I never thought that he would do. He's a bum! Yeah, I was like, oh, he's old. Like, he's towards the end. Like, this is not what people think it's going to be. Uh, Madison's more of a cougar. She doesn't like them old. (laughs) Give me them young. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding, but... Rookie deals. (laughs) Ew. And so, yeah, I don't know. I I was just really um, impressed to see Chris Paul do something like that because, obviously, in his career, he's been able to do some incredible things. Uh, And... Seeing him do that for the Thunder team tonight, that was just so refreshing because, I mean, kind of what I just said, we've been waiting to see one guy step up and do this. I've always thought it was going to be Shea. I'm pretty sure you've always thought like it would be a guy like Shea or even Dennis. Danilo Gallinari is really up there when he's really hot on shooting. Terrence Ferguson obviously had a good shooting night, but to see Chris Paul... This 34-year-old vet do his thing. This I'm old, like, God. God, Madison, this old geezer. I'm sorry, but he's old. <laughs> Rolling up there with his cane. He's old. No, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> I, I really did like that for Chris Ball because he's a good player. He's a really good leader. They've talked about it all season long. And to see him have a performance like that, man, that's awesome. So good for Chris. Yeah, and that's that, that's the thing and you know when we talked about like the thunder not having that guy that they can depend on but when the offense is just dying the team is out of sorts they don't have a superstar that they can just lean on for yeah. a quarter to save them to keep them keep their heads above water now they're not going to be able to do that with chris paul every single night no. in 10 game stretches with a russell westbrook or a paul george about five of those games, if your offense just dies, you can depend on Russell or Paul to by themselves consistently keep you in a game or win you a game by themselves. The Thunder don't have that, so 
like seeing this out of Chris Paul is cool. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be able to depend on it no. that frequently in 10 game stretches. And you hope that it becomes Shea Gildas Alexander. Um, not necessarily takeover wise, but in terms of scoring punch and Dennis Schroeder has been that guy for the last 12, 13 games. Yeah. He's led the thunder in scoring, but I mean, what Chris Paul was able to do tonight, I mean, the ball just went through the hoop. You can put, you can say it just simply as that, but um, Eric Horn from the Athletic asked Jim Boylan, uh, Chicago's head coach, after the game, was there any thought to trapping Chris Paul because he was so hot? And Jim Boylan just looked at Eric and was just like, no. <laughs> now, Jim is a very passionate, passionate coach, and I, I'm a very passionate sports fan. Mm-hmm. Even when I know something is probably the right answer, after the fact, like especially right after the fact, if someone says, should they have done this? I'll be like, no, even though I know it. Like, I just don't want to give someone that credit. Right, yeah. I don't know if that's what was going through his mind, but um, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt because Chris Paul is such a good player that if you do trap him, he's probably going to make the right play anyway and get fine, you know, a Shea Gillis Alexander or Terrence Ferguson cutting to the basket for yeah. an open layup. Or he's going to find Danil Gallinari at the top of the key for a wide open three. And th- that's like a pick your poison type deal. But Madison, like, the dude was on fire. Yeah. And Chicago's, like, when they're engaged, they're a pretty good defensive team. I mean, they came into tonight uh, the number one, I believe, turnover percentage team. They certainly look like yeah, it, forcing yeah, all they those turnovers. That, yeah. So they do have an ability on defense to really hamper an, an opposing offense. I just, I don't know. Like, I get the pick your poison aspect, but. When someone's on fire like that, you've got to do something other than yeah. just say, go out there and stop him, Chris Dunn, because it wasn't it wasn't working. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. And that's kind of funny that he was just like, no, because I mean, what Brady just said, Chris Paul, he obviously had a lights out second half of this game because he just he really pulled the thunder out of a gutter because it looked bad for them. It, this did not look like the same team at all. It looked like they did not show up mentally to play. Uh, they didn't look physical enough. They really just looked sloppy and uh, it, it showed in scoring. So. Obviously, to have someone like Chris Paul come out in the second half and do the things that he did, I mean, yeah, you got to crack down on a guy like that. I, I agree with what you said, though, Brady, because a guy like Chris Paul, if he is that good and he is playing to that level, it, I mean, you could like completely target him and it still probably wouldn't matter just because I think that he could make the right plays. And I do think the Thunder have some really good key players that can make plays, especially like Steven Adams tonight. Oh my gosh. We have so much to talk about Steven Adams because I am just like, I'm still laughing about the entire thing, but um, yeah, I don't know. Just trapping Chris Paul that probably would have helped Chicago to an extent just because it was so close there at the end. But obviously uh, with Steven Adams being able to make his free throw, free throw, he missed that second one. It's okay because uh, his powerhouse ass got that uh, offensive rebound. Let's go. But speaking of curse words, Oh, my God. That was so freaking funny. Yeah. um, So I'm sure everyone's seen it. But Steven, in the postgame interview with Nick Gallo, said that he shat his pants. Uh, He he was was so funny. He's like, I didn't realize how much pressure, how much pressure (laughs) or free throws. Because he's never really been in that situation where he's shooting pressure free throws. Of all people, Steven Adams. And the game was, was it tied? Yeah, it was tied. It was tied at 106. It was was tied at 106 with two seconds on uh, on the game clock, I believe. And <laughs> he hits the first one, giving the Thunder the lead, misses the second one, the Thunder, and Steven gets the offensive rebound, passes it back out to Chris. He also used the backboard, shout out. Yeah, he didn't I call I love bank. the backboard. Uh, Billy Donovan <laughs> uh, called him out in the postgame presser saying, like, I'm glad they didn't take that point away since he didn't call a uh, bank. <laughs> I and, loved uh, it. nobody laughed. Oh. And, then he, and then Billy was like, 
But I thought he played it oh, really, 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 really well. No, I'm just kidding. Billy, so I, I laughed because I was like, oh, that's funny. Billy tried to make jokes. I love that. <laughs> that's how you know it's a good night is when Billy tried to make jokes. I like, I, I like Billy. I, don't, I didn't mean to throw him under the bus. <laughs> no, People, I we laugh. love it. We I laugh. laugh at Billy all the time. I think he's funny. Now, shortly thereafter, um, I, Jerry Ramsey and I were talking to Gallo in the hallway before they opened up the locker room to, for us in, or after the game. We were just asking him, so like, What's going through your mind when, like, a player cusses? Because as everyone can remember last year, or two years ago, Carmelo Anthony cussed up a storm that was with so Mr. Nick funny. Gallo. Poor Nick. He's been and, on the... <laughs> yeah, and Nick's just, Nick just kind of looked at us as like, yeah, you just got to smile and just... <laughs> That's like, exactly what he did. He was like, just like... <laughs> uh, yeah. A very nervous laugh. Now, Gallo told us... Um, he had originally told Stephen, I'm going to ask you one question, and then I'm going to ask Chris Paul a question. But then after he asked Stephen that question, he noticed that Chris was leaving. And so he had to ask Stephen, like on the fly, he had to ask him a second one. And I was like, do you remember what you asked? And Gal was like, no, after players cuss, I just kind of back out. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, hopefully I didn't screw anything up. But then poor Gallo, he gets Chris Paul finally on the postgame interview. And then I believe he says the ass word. Did he really? I missed yeah, that. Chris I think Paul I was cussed. still laughing about Steven. I don't know if he said we sucked ass in the first half or they kicked our ass or uh, they spanked our ass. I don't know. Gallo probably shat his pants. He shat his pants. I would He's wearing a nice blue suit. Oh, so you could definitely like probably see it. Yeah. I mean, that sucks. That, I mean, not the opposite of a shout out to the Thunder camera crew because they missed an opportunity when Steven said, I shat my pants to then just 360 around like <laughs> to investigate if Steven actually did. It'd be great content. And they're wearing their whites, so it's, it's going to show up. No one wants to see that. Well, there um, might be some sick people out there who really want to see that. You never know. Like, let's let's not judge what people are into. Man. I mean, it's fine if you you guys want to see Stephen Adams shat his pants. Then tonight was probably like your best opportunity. That was so funny that it did fall down to Stephen, just because people have been so hard on him for his free throws. Obviously, he's been so much better the past couple of weeks. Good for him. Shout out. But now that that came down to Stephen, and he he straight up was so honest. And I'm gonna be totally honest. I love when players are that vulnerable and that real with us because you don't really get that you get kind of the cookie cutter answers but then leave it to big kiwi to get on national television and say that he shot his pants mm. i was like oh i love it and it made for great content and i could definitely tell that nick gallo was hella uncomfortable <laughs> <laughs> yeah actually since the um the new orleans pelicans game in oklahoma city on november 29th which is when steven was able to come back and apparently be his 100 percent healthy self uh, since that time, he is shooting 65% from the free throw line, which is a far cry improvement from his typical 50% from the free throw line. And then even, I, th I believe, in the first 12 games or 13 games of the season, he was shooting 38% from the free throw line. Ouch. It wasn't just he was missing a lot of free throws. He looked terrible shooting them. He looked uncomfortable. He was obviously dealing with some injury. Yeah. And it's looked much better, much smoother. He's taking four free throws a game, so he's basically hitting two of them. But... As long as, you, as long as you just aren't a hack-a-shack type player, it's great. But, um, I mean, I agree. It was a good, it was a good like, kind of cap to the free throw improvement that we've seen out yeah. of Steven over the last two or three weeks of, like, okay, you've got to nail these free throws. And he didn't. He hit the first one. He missed the second one. And apparently um, Zach Levine said in the locker room with the Bulls that he thought Steven intentionally missed that mm -hmm. second free throw. 
And Steven answered the question by saying, if there's anything I know how to do, it's miss a free throw. <laughs> so I applaud that greatly. But Steven, like, like we said, got the offense rebound. Chris Paul gets the ball, gets fouled. Hits yeah. Both free throws. The Thunder won the game by three. Wow. Wow. What a freaking night, y'all. But hey, that just kind of shows the kind of player Steven Adams is. Just like the extent that he's able to reach if he does kind of foul up like that. He's able to get that offensive rebound, get it back out to, I think it was Gallinari who gave it up to Chris, who got fouled. So, hey, that, I mean, power moves were made tonight by Steven Adams. And so I was really, really impressed with his performance. I was really impressed by the way he did handle that pressure at the end because, I mean, he was real with us. That's a lot of pressure. And I really do think that his valiant efforts out there is exactly what won the game for the Thunder. There were shat pants tonight. There were there a lot of shat pants. Yeah, there were strawberry lemonade on white dresses. Oh my gosh, don't even get me started. I'm sorry, Madison. So, one of my favorite white dresses got strawberry lemonade spilled all over it Was at my it other job. Was it ruined or can it be salvaged? Um, I put it directly in the washer when I got home. So, when I get back home, I'm going to pull it out and pray that it came out. How many times have we said pull out on this podcast? I think you've said it three times now. <laughs> I think I make dirty jokes I every single just, time. You, I don't mean to, I swear. <laughs> I think it just like comes naturally. I don't know. <laughs> no, so uh, what was it? Two Saturday? It was the uh, oh my gosh. The Saturday that um, oh you played in the Big 12 Championship against Baylor. Yeah. So that night I, um, I was on the call with Sean Thurmond doing the Jinx um, Owasso State title, 6A1 uh-huh. a or whatever state title game up at uco jinx had a running back named will cox oh no and i said um you've got to ride will cox hard <laughs> two or three times <laughs> and the first time I, I said it organically the next two times i said it on purpose <laughs> because it was freezing cold it was so windy i had to entertain myself somewhere that's funny and he was their best player so it, it applied honestly if you're gonna name your kid that and obviously you can't really help the last name it's fine you're going to have to expect to get some jokes. Oh, I mean. And they're I, funny. I have Cox it's funny. Internet. I, I laugh every time I turn my computer on. I mean, that's fine. I giggle. It's fine. It's good to giggle. What word makes you giggle the most? Um, like consistently. That's a good question. Leak? Pro- <laughs> no, and that one makes me nauseous. Moist? No, that one doesn't really bother me. I'm a weirdo. <laughs> oh, yeah. And the word moist doesn't bother me. Um, Probably like. Seepage. <laughs> seepage i don't know when you like some water can like i guess oh, seep like out seep of a, out of a okay crack, so seepage you know? yeah. um i don't know i think anytime steven adams says the word shat and obviously for our listeners he didn't exactly he's say shat that's steven oh he does as charming as he may seem he's he's got the mouth you know what sailing. always makes me giggle what? so usually we will go out to the court as the players are warming up at the beginning of the game and um, we're incredibly important. We're incredibly people. important. Yeah, we are people. the most important people. We that you are credentialed ever to heard. do this. Yeah. I swear to God. You wish you were us. You wish. With and our so <laughs> awesome salaries. <laughs> <laughs> and so we're out there, and I love watching Stephen Adams warm up because every time he like misses or he does something that he is not proud of, he calls the ball a little slut. And that really makes me giggle every time. And I know that like the trainers and the coaches and the ball boys, they see me laughing at that. And they probably just think I'm so lame because he says it every time. Yeah, because they got to they gotta act like that they're cool because they, they get to hang out with Steven Adams. Yeah. So they're like, oh, 
They're probably like that's just what he said. Like we hear him say it all the time. But I'm literally over there like hackling up a storm, and they probably just think I'm so lame. Those people that makes me giggle. Those people wish they had the OKC82 podcast. Yeah, they do. So you should subscribe, OKC ball boys. Yeah, and coaches. And why not? Why not? Hashtag hashtag why why not? (laughs) Well, this is an interesting little point because let me do one more time the bad thing on podcasts because do it do it the thunder were i believe i can't remember i can't type and talk at the same time i'm not that talented let's see western conference standings as of now the thunder are the eight seed looks like the suns lost they're 11 and 15 the thunder with this win are 12 and 14 they're tied with sacramento at 12 and 14 uh the utah jazz are going to be ahead probably of these teams from seven to nine uh, with a 15 and 11 record. So it's going to be a log jam for the, the final three spot or the final two spots in the Western conference, seven and eight between Sacramento, Oklahoma city. If the roster stays the same Mm -hmm. moving forward, Phoenix, Portland, Minnesota, and you could throw, I mean, San Antonio and Memphis have the same record. San Antonio has more talent and I'm never going to count them out until they are out. So it, there's five teams vying for the last two spots. Now the Thunder, they've got three more games on this homestand. Um, they play Memphis twice. They've got the Clippers on Sunday, who will probably be playing without Kawhi Leonard, but still, you know, Paul George could play in their uh, – Yeah, that team is hella talented. And they do get Phoenix on Friday for what should be a pretty big game, you know, seating-wise. For a four-game homestand, they started it off avoiding near disaster, but – I wonder if this is what this team is going to do because mm-hmm. they go on the four game road trip and they win probably the two hardest one. When you're looking at that road trip, you see back to back Portland, Utah, and then Sacramento on the road, Denver on the road. You probably look at that and say, at best they split one of the, the back to backs. Yeah. They beat Sacramento and then they lose to Denver. Now they lost to Denver. They lost to Sacramento and they won both back backs. They won the hardest games. Now, are they going to win the game that they shouldn't on this homestand in that they beat Chicago down 26, 26 turnovers? Gross. And then you say, oh, two games against Memphis and the Phoenix Suns? Oh, they're going to win those games. And then, like, the Clippers is just kind of a bonus. Are they going to lose both Memphis games and this is all going to be for nothing? I mean, I could easily see them losing that uh, Suns game on Friday. I do think they have a pretty good chance on Wednesday against uh, the Grizzlies. John that, Morant. Yeah, that will be they really beat interesting. The heat tonight. I'm not happy. Oh, they beat Myers Leonard. Sad. Gives a f- anyway, um, so yeah, I'm just kidding. By the way, so um, you're not. No, I'm not. Stop drooling. But anyway, um, I do think the Grizzlies matchup will be good on Wednesday. I think that's going to be a game that the Thunder they're going to be tested a little bit because I did not think they were going to be challenged at all against this Bulls team, but that just I mean, that shows the strength of the NBA. Like, any team can come out and have a good night. And so, they're definitely going to be put to the challenge. I do think that they can um, get a pretty good win on Wednesday. I think Friday is going to be very challenging for them because everybody has seen this. This Phoenix Sun team is not the same Suns team from last season. They are actually pretty good. They host a lot of talent. I like the Suns team a lot. I, I'm excited to see what they can bring. Uh, into Chesapeake on Friday, but I think it'll be good for the Thunder to be challenged like this just because they have won some games that um, were definitely supposed to be more of a challenge for them, but then they've lost games where I think Thunder fans kind of thought, oh, they can take this one. Nope. And so, I don't know. I just, 
I like these next matchups coming in. Obviously, Sunday is going to be huge for them against the Clippers. That's a great team. Even if Kawhi Leonard's not playing, like Brady was saying, like that's still going to be a phenomenal game. I think they're really going to have to pull a lot out. And obviously, did it I did it on purpose. <laughs> yeah. I did it on purpose. And I would I'm, hope, I would hope now so. I'm laughing at myself. <laughs> um, uh, obviously, that's going to be Paul George's first time back in uh, Oklahoma City actually playing. I'm excited. You should be too. And so that'll be fun. I don't know. I really like this home stretch. And then what they play the day after Christmas too, right? Yeah, they play Memphis again. Memphis again. That's yeah. right. So yeah, honestly, this is gonna be a good home stretch. I think it'll be challenging, and I think that's what this team needs. I think Thunder fans are gonna enjoy it, and uh, we'll see what the Thunder can pull out. <laughs> oh man, five times! Wow. Um, I'm so funny. Should, I should have said this at the beginning of the show, but I will give like a huge pat on the back to Mr. Terrence Ferguson because if there's one thing I criticize on a consistent basis with this team over the last two years, it's the I don't like the lack of aggression out of Terrence Ferguson mm-hmm. offensively. And after missing five games, I did not expect anything from him offensively. And he was four of seven. All these shots were three-pointers. Without that, the Thunder could have been down 30, and it just wouldn't have mattered how many shots Chris Paul made in the third and the fourth quarter. They They wouldn't have had enough in the tank to come back. So, Terrence... Good, good job. Good job, good Terrence. Job. You want to see more of that moving forward. You want to see his aggression. Yes. Um, Abdul Nader kind of came back down to earth, but he did have to, you know, he played a different role. Everyone does once in a while. Um, so, yeah, let's put a bow on it. That's I like- loved it. No, good stuff. Good stuff from different guys tonight. I love seeing Terrence Ferguson get that, uh, get those threes. That was really uh, something he needed, especially being out, like Brady said. I think that was a good way to come back into this game and really contribute to his team. So pat on the back for Ferg. Uh, good for Chris Paul. Obviously a great game for him. I think Shea, very quiet, but I think he still has some more in the tank. I think he's going to bring something out. I'm excited to see how he can Shea or yeah. Chris? Oh, okay. No, Shea. Because he was super quiet tonight. Yeah. Didn't do one, much of anything. One field goal. He had five points entering the fourth quarter. Um, I don't know. I I don't, I don't like it. But then again, this was such a terrible first half for the Thunder that I, so I also bad. don't want to like hold too much against him because it was just such a bad first half. Yeah. Um, but I will say, I did remember thinking in the first half, Shea has passed up three or four <laughs> wide open shots and he has dribbled into the defense. And that's something that he's done a lot. And it probably just goes to he doesn't have a lot of confidence in his three-point shot just yet. But... Just because you pump fake somebody and get around them does not mean you've made the correct basketball play. Or just because you make an extra pass does not mean that that's the right basketball play. Yeah. You can pass yourself out of an open shot. You can pump fake and dribble yourself back into the defense, and then you're back to square one. I thought Shea did a, a, a few more times than he should have. Um, really kind of helped the Bulls along defensively, but ultimately didn't matter. So I guess I shouldn't really harp on them too much. Yeah. It'll be fun. Madison, are you working tomorrow, Kendra Scott? I'm not. I, I, so, are you going to attend practice with me? Are I you gonna am. Like, oh, I thought you were going to just, like, I'm going to sleep. No, no, no. I'm going to dur up at practice. Where is this coming from? What's the dur up thing? <laughs> I love it. I think it's funny. I don't know. I started saying that. Like, I started, like, posting it on, like, my social medias. I don't know why I just called them my social, social media. You sound like my dad. <laughs> hey, hey, son, you got to put that on Honestly, I'm like, I'm seriously like the oldest of old people. Like I'm the oldest 24 year old there's ever been. But yeah, I started putting that and it caught on. Like now my friends kind of say it. And then I like, we'll be talking to people and they'll be like, hey, 
you ready to dur up? I'm like, whoa, did I just like get this started? Jerry claims that he did this. False. False. So I will fight him on this. I am a social media influencer. I didn't see any turtlenecks, although I think Shay's jacket zipped up to his neck. It counts. So that counts. Well, it was freezing today. I was really counting on the boys, but it's fine. I mean, you are one. Shout out to you. Well, let's pull this one out. Everybody, thank you so much for listening to the OKC82 podcast. Massive thank you for not dying on the way from New Wave in Mexico. Oh, it, it, yeah, you're welcome. I'm here. I'm alive and well. Cool. Um, cool. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see you guys later on the OKC82 podcast. Thanks for listening. Um, all that fun stuff. I'll talk to you guys later. Love you.